Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Tanya, how are you? I'm doing good. And how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good too. <laughs> On this cold. <laughs> yes, it's cold. It's cold in the day. Yeah. Cold. Yeah, I'm pretty cold. sure that you got a chance to catch um, Lifetime last night. Oh, yes. The single white, uh, oh, black. Female. Yes. <laughs> yes. That I really awesome. enjoyed that movie. Yes. And I I did too. I thought it was good reenactment. It was a little different than uh, the single white female from back in the 90s with Bridget Fonda and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, which was my, like I said, that's a iconic type iconic of Iconic movie, yes. Yeah, so that's like some real true acting right there. So I was wondering how they was going kind of live up to the standards of that movie. Yeah. And it had its own little twist, so I can respect it. I can respect it. But I still yeah. like the original. You know, it's nothing like the original. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice that they didn't try to do it exactly like uh, the yes. original, because I know when I think about um, Still Magnolias, you know, when they did the remake of that that was like the same kind of thing for me it's like this is iconic like you can't mess with this movie and i didn't think they did it justice because they did kind of try to follow the same you know kind of plot you know what the movie was all about yes well i think our guest is here today yes i see hello hello we have Dr. Alicia Reed on here from Fly Widow Podcast. Hi, Alicia. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you good. so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I'm excited to be on the other side. Right. It's always yeah. different when you're on the other side. <laughs> Well, me and Sharma was just discussing our day. We had talked. We were talking about um, the Lifetime movie that came out yesterday. Which one? Um, the single black female. Oh yes, I watched it. Oh my <laughs> yes. goodness! Yes. What did you think? Like it? Oh, why? Tell us why. Well, for what I guess the main reason is because I just feel like sometimes Lifetime movies they could do a little better. You know, uh, I I don't know. It just I just felt like it just, it was missing something, you know, but I watched it because I saw mm-hmm. K. Michelle and then, but yeah, I was, I just, I guess I just wanted more from it, but then I realized mm-hmm. it is, it is lifetime. It's but, lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And I also like too, that it didn't have the same predictability that a lot of lifetime movies mm-hmm. have. Because mm-hmm. I didn't see, you know, like the twist, you know, that they presented as to why she was obsessed with her mm-hmm. in the first place. I was like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. 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 So I did like that part. And I also like the fact that they were, um, you know, putting our beautiful, dark skinned mm-hmm. African-American women, full figured women. Yes. And allowing them to be in that place of being sex. Uh, successful sexy Uh in relationships you know a lot of times we don't get to see that yeah so that part was nice too yeah and kate michelle she's been real busy (laughs) oh yeah i said hold up you got you and this and you have your killer by my killer body yes have you checked that out have you checked that out yeah i've been watching it i've been i watched last um this week 
Well, last week now. Last week's episode, and I, 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 my mouth was open. I was like, it's real scary. I was like, yeah. wow. It is, because I am one who has played with the idea of cosmetic surgery. And un- unlike what I have heard a lot of the women on there say, what I don't like is that I know the woman who had the butt implants, mm-hmm. you know, when she was saying, yo, she did it because she had been cheated on by, you know, yeah, the, yeah. I'm thinking, oh no, honey, your surgery, when you're taking that risk, that needs to be because yeah. it's what you want to do yeah. to improve mm-hmm. your own self-image for yourself, not for some man, because you can have the most banging body and they can still step out. Oh, yeah, I you mean, know, I, so. I tell everybody <laughs> Beyonce got cheated on. Okay, right. <laughs> Halle Berry. Halle Berry, they've been married, divorced. How many times? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful women, you know, out here. So it's like, no, it's never your fault. That's a choice they made. Yeah. No, you know, no, but no. yeah, it's been scary though, looking at you know, those uh, botched surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the breast one took me out because, you know, I'm somebody with larger breasts and then yeah. she went to go get it fixed. And in her case, I felt bad because she went to go get it fixed because they were two different sizes. You can't have no A and B cup. They don't yeah. make yeah. like that. Oh my gosh. And then she got it fixed, but then it just, it just looked 10 times worse. But they ended up fixing everything for her. But then I had to ask my friend, Shannon, I said, what's the difference? Like, because there's some cases where if it's implant, they could take it out. But when it's silicone, silicone in there, they injecting, they have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, looked, I looked at that and they said that, because that's what um, K. Michelle said. She said that, you know, once they inject the silicone, that it's like it spreads throughout your body. Mm. So it's like you can't get it out because it's already it just mixes in with your body as 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 you know opposed to the implant. So you know that was really I guess the risk because she said it just gets mixed in. Yeah, so now it's going to other parts of your body, causing issues there. So yeah, well, I wonder what's the we know we're seeing the long term effect, but what's really. What is it really doing to the body? I would like that to be more explored because maybe there's needs there needs to be a better method for getting these mm-hmm. different procedures done versus using silicone. Can we use a different product? I, I, <laughs> well, I think that that's um, the problem, though. I think that that's the illegal. You know, that's the people that are going um, and getting like these illegal um, injections because that one. That's what one of the girls said. One of the girls. Um, Said she had gotten the injections and then like she said the FBI or something mm-hmm. came and knocked on her door. Oh yeah, she, I heard about that. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Wow. So she said she found out that they were injecting silicone and it was like illegal. So I think that is um like is illegal or whatever. Yeah, that's it. I don't want nothing injected in me. I like for what I want. It's like, okay, you can take things out. You can nip and tuck, you know, tuck skin, but I don't want any chemicals and anything Mm-mm. like that being injected into my body. No, you can move the fat around. Right, right. You can move this over here. When you take it out this belly, you can put this in the breast if that's what I yeah. wanted. Or, I, I need to know. see successful um, surgeries. I think right now I'm going to keep my flabby booty <laughs> double H's and I'm just going to roll with it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's definitely with enough to make you say, uh, I think I'm going to rock mm-hmm. with this right yeah, now. I think, yeah, I think okay I'm with just, this. Yeah, I think I'm just going to rock with, with yeah. my situation because that seems like that's going to bring in more drama. Yeah, and then it's the downtime. Like, it's not, uh, you know, it's not instant. Like, I mean, I, I know a couple of people that have had these surgeries and people think that you have the surgery and then like a month later, everything is, you know, like the way you want it. It takes time. It takes months. Mm -hmm. Right. You got swelling that's there. So it's it's the mentality too, because in your, um, you have to mentally have to go through that as well. A lot of people, that's why they have psychiatrists available after weight loss surgeries, because people think after the weight loss surgery, you should be skinny no, it drops in time. If it dropped like that, honey, you probably drop dead. It don't uh-huh. drop like that. It drops in time, and then you'll start seeing the weight kind of drop off of you. But the process of going through it, a lot of people say they had anxiety, they had depression. So that's why they always recommend you seeing somebody oh, in yeah. conjunction to 
going through the weight loss journey and they recommend that you are seeing somebody before you get the surgery so you can already have your game plan in place. Yep. So, well, that was our little um, segue um, topic about (laughs) (laughs) our our, our, uh, weekend, but we're going to start off um, by having you you know, introduce yourself and tell us how, um, how did you become a widow or how long you've been on your widow journey? Well, so I am Alicia Reed. Um, I am in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am a pharmacist and, um, I call myself a success coach and I also have a podcast, Fly Widow Podcast, and I am building a community for widows and I became a widow December 23rd, uh, 2019. So it's just over two years. Um, and my husband had a heart attack. So I woke up, it was two days before Christmas, woke up, was getting ready to start my regular morning routine of getting ready. And I just assumed that maybe he woke up super early. Um, but, uh, he ended up, I found him on the bathroom floor. And he oh. had a massive heart attack. And they call that the widow maker. That's what I learned. The type oh, of heart wow. attack he had. How they old call- was he? 43. Oh, wow. Wow. That's how old I was when I had my stroke. <laughs> yeah, 43. And wow. it was just like everyone asked, you know, was it like expected? I was like, no, it was totally unexpected. You know, life was good the day before. We had just had a, um, a Christmas party on the 21st. So, I mean, it was just every regular life, everyday life. And then I just woke up and my life changed mm. forever. Yeah. Wow. Did you, you have, did you guys have children together? Yes. So at the time, uh, I, our son was four. So he's six now, but we have, we have one son. Mm. Wow. The, what did you say that's called? The widow maker. Right? Yes, it's, it's called the widow maker. Because, you know, I asked, you know, when we... um did the autopsy and everything. And that was what the um, coroner said. He said, it's called the Widowmaker. And it's very common. Um, and they call it the Widowmaker because uh, of the amount of blockage. So mm-hmm. I think they said it was about 90% um, blockage. And it's instant. Like it's an instant heart attack. Wow. Um, yeah. So he so didn't you don't have really any have type a- of, like no pre-existing, no, no signs of, you know, these, the blockage. Well, he had a family history and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that um, mm-hmm. I, I try to talk about a lot um, because most people will say, well, I feel fine and mm-hmm. I exercise and I eat right, but there are certain things that you can't exercise away or, yeah. you know. Um, say it again, Alexis, <laughs> say it again. Because my, you know, my husband, which was actually LaSharma's cousin, uh, first cousin, passed from um, deep vein, deep vein thrombosis. Uh, mm-hmm. So he had a pulmonary embolism as a result of deep vein thrombosis, which is, in his case, a genetic disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't, you can do all the sit-ups you want, but if your genetic makeup has this, you know, disease. Yeah. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different and you have to seek out medical guidance. Did the doctor ever say that it were there preventative ways that he knew his medical or his family history or with um the heart disease? Yes. So um Usually, you know, um, if you have a a risk of heart disease, there are medications. Um, I do believe that um he found out about um, his health months prior. So if I go back a little bit, um, I went on a girl's trip in October um, of 2019. And while I was on my trip, he um, was admitted to the hospital. So he called and he was like, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go to the emergency room. And then he ended up saying, oh, they're making me stay. So I believe that during that visit that he was probably told that he had some type of blockage or something because he left the hospital against medical advice. He, you know, checked himself out. Mm. And um, 
I kept getting phone calls from like one of the nurses, uh, like a case manager, because sometimes they have those nurses that follow up with you after your hospital hospitalizations. So she just kept calling and calling. And she said, you know, I really need to get in touch with her husband. So I was like, okay, I'll let I'll let him know. And I'm thinking, okay, he's busy. He's going to court. He was an attorney. So it's like maybe she's just not able to reach him. So, I mean, now that I look back, it's like they were probably trying to like get him to come back and get, you know, have some type of procedure or something done to help with the blockage. And it's just that it just happened so fast because that was in October. And then, you know, this happened in December. So there were some things that could have been done, but I think the time was just not on his side. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, that was, he didn't, my husband didn't have a heart attack, but he did have, you know, the deep vein thrombosis um, disease. So I'm always, you know, definitely advocating for people to find out about their genetic history when it comes to at least to medical issues. Absolutely. Yeah. Even for um, mental, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of undiagnosed mental things going on in families as well, you know, to be treated, you know, before, um, you know. Physical and mental health needs to be (laughs) explored and um, brought to the to the front here. Oh, so. yeah. So, so, Alicia, how soon was it um, after you became a widow that you decided uh, to start podcasting? What led you to that venture? So, um, the, the podcast officially launched um, on the one-year anniversary. So, um, on December 23rd, 2020, I um, launched the podcast. But So, the idea of having a podcast was actually in progress prior to his death. So it was like, I I always knew I wanted to have a podcast. And I tell people I had surgery um, in December. I had had surgery 20 days before he passed. I had vocal cord surgery. So I had um, a system, um, my vocal cords, and it was very difficult for me to talk. And I said, well, after I have this surgery, I'll do something with my voice, you know, because now it's going to be nice and clear and I'm able to talk for a long period of time. So I had actually looked into starting a podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, it, so this changed your the direction of what your subject wound up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was like, okay, I know I wanted a podcast and I really just wanted to talk about, you know, being a woman and just life. Cause I had a, a um a lifestyle brand. It was called No Labuji. And it was about inspiring women to live their best lives by becoming the best versions of themselves. So it was talking about spot, it's really about self-care, still doing that, but just really sharing my everyday life with mm-hmm. women while well, wives and moms and all that. So that was the idea that I had. And then when my husband died, I was like, okay, all right. Well, I mean, I still want to do a podcast and I looked for podcasts to listen to and support groups. And I really couldn't find many because as you know, when we you know became widows, the support groups really weren't with widows like us, it was, no. you know, I couldn't find one. Right. I can tell you right now, when I put in support groups for widows, it had a $20 fee and somewhere out of, out of the country. I was like, yeah. Okay. Let me start. I said young widows. I said, okay. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, widows, I said, hmm. it was very difficult. And I found yeah. that, so I worked at a hospital or I still work at a hospital and, you know, they set me up with our like, employee assistance program, right? Mm-hmm. So you go and talk to, you know, the social worker at, at the hospital. And we talk about like grief, like a grief group. So this um, therapist was giving me all this, all these uh, resources and all of these groups that I could go to. And I'm like, okay, this is for uh, women whose husbands like have terminal illnesses and who, you know, so they're a lot older and there aren't any younger yes. women. And I specifically wanted to talk to women who, uh, whose husbands passed, like, if, you know, through trauma or, you know, where it wasn't hospice, you know, where they had, you know, time to prepare. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't find it. And what happened was the pandemic had started. And, um, you know, in March of 2020, we had our first case here in New Orleans and people's husbands started dying. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. 
So, I mean, I was a widow for what, four months? And then yeah. everybody, you know, someone I, I I really knew that reached out to me when my husband passed, her husband died of COVID. So I was like, oh my goodness, like I know how all these women feel. So I said, I'll just start a small group for New Orleans widows. And then it just, the idea came, well, I guess I'll just start a podcast because then now I can talk to everybody and then it's a pandemic and we can't. No, you can't go anywhere. Everybody's at home. <laughs> Everybody's at home. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then and then that was it. And here we are. <laughs> wow. And very a very successful podcast, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. You have everything on there. Your latest episode uh had me cracking up when you said you was you you had a practice date. I said, girl. Girl. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> But the day you practice myself, I was like, now how long is it? Is it still practicing when it don't it's work still. out, or, or you keep going? Like, how does this work? <laughs> so, perpetual <laughs> sense of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna make you laugh because so my dating coach that uh, I had I had her on Tara Stidham on the um one of the previous episodes, and she we talked about it, and she said you go on the practice dates with the people that you really don't want to date, and I'm like, what? She mm-hmm. was like, yeah, all those people that offer to take you places, even if you're not attracted to them, you go out with them. And those are your practice dates. So that's what I was, that's real. That was really a practice date. Like this is somebody that I was like, I'm not dating, but I will take this free, free meal. That's what the, see, that's what's messing us up though. Because men, they hear that. Then next, you know, when they find a good quality woman, they're so doggone afraid of like, oh, uh, they just trying to get a good date out of me. Yeah. <laughs> now they wanna yeah, I mean, and that's what I heard too. But I look at it like this. Um, and it's not so much of me like just trying to use somebody or just gonna, but it's like so many people like message me and you know, or in DMs, and it's like at some really? point, I'm like, okay, fine, you've been DMing me for Almost what a year. Oh my, he was that. That's persistence, right? So I was like, I oh, yeah, let's go. I mean, so that's that. That was like the kind of. I was like, oh god, he's like really, really persistent and kind. You know, commenting on every story that I have and whatever. I was like, okay, I'm gonna just go on this date with this person. So it wasn't I just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, y'all do this like that? I don't, I don't have nothing. I, I, I have nothing in my DM. Well, see, <laughs> here's the thing. See, I, I am, I am fearful of the DM because I do get them. Mm-hmm. Especially on, you know, on Instagram versus Facebook. But Instagram, I'll notice I'll get a new follower and then next you know I look and I see I got a DM and they're just high beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like when I get messages like that, uh, I'm just like, eh, no. You be, you, I don't you even a, entertain it. <laughs> you accepted them? Cause I don't, I don't No, no. I just see I just see the messages and I don't accept them because I usually don't respond back because the time, like, there is this one guy. Do you on, accept them on the time? Like, I'm trying to understand. Do you accept them in your friends list? No. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, uh, they just start following you. And then yeah. I did have some of them, like, if I didn't respond, they would then unfollow me. So I figure they're just trolling, you yeah. know, Instagram, trying to pick up some women. Now, uh-huh. see, what I will do is, so, like, those kind of messages, like, I never really, I don't even accept them. So it's like, they don't even know that I read them. I'll just delete those. So, but <laughs> these are people that I, that that are local, that I know that are decent, I guess. So these aren't like just random, okay. like random okay. men that's like, oh, she's a widow. Let me just, but these are people that are here in the city that know somebody that I know or, you know, so it's like, so there's I know some that connection. if something happened with this person that, mm-hmm. I could find him, or you know, somebody. Is the page him. public? Because I think that's the the problem. My my page is not public. <laughs> now, <laughs> so see, yeah, so it's on my regular, and I, it's on Instagram. So you know, my Instagram page is wide open. So yeah, yeah, that's so the that, difference. My personal yeah. one is not. So that's why I'm not getting the DS. DS time, yeah, you got yourself all closed <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mine so is my... to the world. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Well, talk about why y'all don't get no DMs. You can't. Yeah, no. I, I was so puzzled. Like, dang, I'm getting that. Nah, because I, I, and you know what? <laughs> I think I'm okay right now. No, no. So, yeah, I, that one is, yeah, I could get messages. So, okay, okay. 
Yeah, don't mm-hmm. be scared, Tanya. Look, look. Mm-hmm. If, you get, if you get a crazy message, just delete them. Yeah, delete them and block them. Do. <laughs> yeah, I got one with doing one of the reels one time, and he was like, "You act like you don't need a man." So he said, I said "Oh my I gosh!" Read the title that said "Widow." Like what the. Mm-mm. I was like, I had a whole one. He passed, but you know, I could have went back and forth with that person, but I, I did figure out how to remove them because I had they did start following the page and then block them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so that was on our conversations. Yeah, he sent it through the reel and made a comment. We removed the comment and blocked them. But yeah, but Everybody. some of them, I'm just like, that's all you do is like just, <laughs> just. Hit up women's DMs, you know, but I guess that's it works for some of them. So, and that's bad because it's like that's what dating has come down to now. It's like if a man sees you, you know, like in the workplace and, you know, they find you attractive, they're not approaching women, you know, that old fashioned way, you know, right. hey, how you doing? Can, can, I, can we have coffee? Can I take you to lunch? You know, it's like, oh, no, they go on the easy route. Yeah. Just looking through pictures for pretty women. And then just mm-hmm. shooting their shot that way. And I also think that they think we desperate. Like that that's the, that's the one thing that that makes me laugh because it's like I'm not desperate. So no, I was like, I don't have to really entertain you. I'm not looking for, you know, a man like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to respond to you. And I think they get they it must work with some women. But you know, it ain't gonna work for me. So. Oh yes, yes, I know. Yeah, and my DMs for almost a year. It's <laughs> like a whole year. Like you finally gave him a date. <laughs> but but yeah. I I appreciate his persistence though. Oh so yeah, he, he was not a fly by night. No, and he was, and I will say he is always respectful. Like never got out of the way or anything. Like mm-hmm. in my DMs. So I mean, that was one of the things too. Because you know, sometimes. They just be. I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and yeah, so no, he was. I didn't have any any issues there. <laughs> wow. So you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about with you on the show today is because you mentioned, you know, what you used to do was do a lot of just talking about women and and yeah. self care, and you know, we're into in Valentine's Day month, and you know mm-hmm. our theme you know it's kind of self-love you know Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait on having a man to take care of you to make you feel special and beautiful and how we have to you know pull on those things that we think about ourselves instead of focusing on what other people are doing for us so can you tell us about how you are promoting self-care and self-love well I've truly believe that self-care and self-love is something that you should do every day. Um, it's been commercialized so much like self-care and, you know, so where people think self-care Sunday, I don't know when that started, but for whatever reason, everyone thought that, okay, Sunday is like the day that I'm going to practice self-care, maybe because it's, you know, day Sabbath day or whatever. But I really believe that self-care is something that you need to do every day. And, I try to promote that um, with my audience and just let them know that. And it doesn't have to be something extravagant. I think we get caught up in that as well. Like it has to, we have to book a spa day. Right. We have to have (laughs) like a massage or we have to like get by all these things. And self-care is really whatever you feel like you need to do to feel like yourself again. Like I really Mm. believe that, okay, I'm having a rough day. Um, you know, I'm grieving. I'm having a rough day as a widow and I just need like 20 minutes to just get in the bathtub and have a bubble bath and just cry. That's self-care. That's self-care. Yeah. So it's, I think we just overthink it. And I also feel like if you gotta, if it's gotta be hard and you gotta really force yourself or come up with something to do is really not self-care. It's like, you know, it's it's more of like a chore or something that you're doing and trying to check a box. So yes. I look at it as just really doing something for yourself and being nice to yourself. That's one of the hardest things that I think we as women struggle with, oh. being nice to ourselves. Yes. Because yes. we are nice to everyone else and we don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Oh. We don't want to disappoint other people. But... 
You know, we have to really be nice to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya, Tanya know why I'm laughing because we've been yeah. talking about that. Yes, we had a whole... That's I, the thing about it, Alicia. We have a whole podcast right before the podcast <laughs> <laughs> talking to each other about our daily problems. Then we like, okay, what topic are we going to talk about? When you could have really probably just recorded us and that was the whole episode. So, yes, we talked about that, you know, being nice to ourselves. And I like that yeah. you said that it should be every day. I agree. Like, especially during Love Month, I know I, I attended a support group and a lot of widows was concerned about Love Month because, you know, this is where everything goes up a notch. Everybody, you know, yeah. taking pictures with their boo, they going on trips, they in the spa, they had a hotel room. I was telling the family, I think God has been intimidated by Valentine's Day because they think they have to do a lot. Yeah, you really I mean, don't have I'll... to do a lot. You just need to, you can run the bubble back, go get you some um, yes. rose petals. They might have went up to $15, they, you know, little $10 <laughs> petals. You know, it's Rona prices now, so you got to yeah. maybe put a couple more dollars with it. Pour a glass of wine and only got to be the best wine. Sometimes you have Trader Joe wine, honey. Yep. Just there can stuff and pour that With wine glass. <laughs> yep. And had a bubble bath going. And that could be like you an intimate moment between you and your um mate at that point. You know what I'm saying? Or watching, you know, TV or just yep. relaxing and sitting yep. there. Reading, I, I call it reading a romance uh, novel because I always think of that movie uh, In Her Shoes where she finally <laughs> so reminds me of you. She finally gave in to the guy that she wasn't really feeling, but she realized he was a lot of fun. And <laughs> one of the things he did, he sat there and read the romance model, novel to her and that turned her on and she was um, ten timing from there. Wow. So, yeah, you know, it's, th- it's different ways of self-care and, you know, being able to kind of, like you said, once you treat yourself, if you're happy at the end mm-hmm. and you didn't have to put too much into it, then you, yeah, that was a good self-care routine, but yeah. if you had to put a lot into it and you stressed, yeah. that self-care and work. And sometimes it's putting on you do not disturb for yourself. You know, yeah. like, you know what? I don't want to get any phone calls today. I'm going to shut the computer. No emails. Put your phone on the little screen time thing that Tanya taught me about. So mm-hmm, you cannot yeah. get all those, you know, notifications from. Oh, everywhere. yeah. And just chill out, you know, have a yep. nice cup of coffee in the morning. And I think that's like a perfect thing to do, like having that me time to rejuvenate. You know, I'm an introvert. So mm-hmm. after I spend a lot of time talking to people and, you know, just entertaining people, going here, going here, doing that, I can feel it in my body when it's like, yep. I feel overload in yes. my head. And it's like, you know what? I just need a moment. <laughs> and even if it's just an hour to not talk on the phone and not open my computer. Sometimes I'm sitting here looking at television and I got my computer up looking at my novel. And it's like, you have to stop all this multitasking. Yeah. Don't don't try to watch the latest episode of Ozark and working <laughs> on your revisions on your novel. Yeah. You, you can't focus properly, you know, and then what are you really doing to yourself, you know, splitting your mind like that? You know, yep. we're like wearing ourselves out mentally. With, I'm cracking up at the Ozark. <laughs> yeah, <I feel> like <laughs> that's what I was looking at this weekend. <laughs> you, you go from a novel of suspense before you know it, they put the body in the water. Like, <laughs> you got tight holes out in there. Yes. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't started watching that. Oh yeah, yeah. That at all, at all, or just the new season? Um, at all, at all. So oh yeah, got, that one is a is a binge worthy one. Yes. It could be when you in your criminal state of mind, <laughs> when you really want to be. Yes, it's you not. Know. It's not a feel good show. It's definitely yeah. a show where you're gonna be like. I sometimes when, I have when to you like, put, put, my, put my out. hands up to my ear, my eye, my eyes, <laughs> kind of like covering up because somebody might get shot out the blue. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. When you feel like you want to be thug, Alicia, that's when you put that on. Oh, but okay. Other than that, it, it, I mean, it's a good show. It's very good, but it is, you know, it's a, it's about criminal and um, laundering money and drugs. Oh, wow. <laughs> It gives you, you know, a whole combination. That's up there with, you know, any of the shows that's, you know, coming on 
you know, recently now, you know, that's going through wrapping up their seasons and everything. But yes, being able to shut your mind off from the world and just being, you know, intimate with yourself sometimes or being oh, yeah. to yourself is really um, something that you should do often. So what is a typical self-care routine that you do? So I start my mornings. I mean, I, again, like I said, I practice self-care daily. Um, and I make sure that I do that by having a routine. So um, like my morning routine is I get up, um, I read an affirmation. So I have a bunch of them. Um, I listen to music in the morning. Like I have, I call it a get ready song. So it's like I put on a song and I get ready. And it varies. Like some mornings I need, you know, Tasha Cobbs, and then other mornings, I, you know, I, I've got to listen to Megan Thee Stallion. Like, it just depends on um, <laughs> well, how, how, you, how you woke up that morning. Yeah. How, <laughs> so, I mean, that is definitely, like, a huge part of um, my self-care, like, in the morning. And my skincare routine, I make sure that I do that. Um, that's pretty much, like, on my work date. Make sure that I get, drink my water, exercise, um, read, journal. Like, so those are the things that I do like on my work days. So, but on my off days, so like when I'm off, I have like, that's when I do like my real, real, real self-care for the week. So, I mean, that could be a hair, hair appointment, um, a sauna session, walking, just doing a little bit of something extra that I, um, that, you know, I couldn't get in on those days when I had to work. So like hair, um, nails yeah that's, that's that but um you know even if i even if i don't have those appointments and maybe you know reading a book or um just writing journaling you know, watching tv catching up on you know all the stuff that i miss because i mean i'm a kid a six-year-old so when i'm off he's at school so, so that's like real self-care because i have like the entire Ooh. eight hours Ooh, to myself <laughs> So that's yeah. a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother uh, level of self-care because, you know, you don't have to worry about anybody. I can go sit down and eat somewhere and not have to share mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. So, so so let's talk about six-year-olds, you know, mm -hmm. you have these little children and yeah. then like uh, in today's COVID world, you know, they're in-person school one day and the next day they're in virtual school. How do you recommend someone who gets forced with, you know, Okay, I'm working from home, number one. And then my kid is in virtual school, so I'm trying to sounds, manage that. I know, it sounds familiar, Tanya. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking out for my so, girl. <laughs> my life sounds so familiar. Like. Yes. How do, you, how, how do you, what would you recommend to someone to make it through such a taxing day? Like at the end of that day, what would be a good self-care routine for them? I think... Probably just some quiet time, you know, <laughs> setting, you know, setting a, a, an alarm. Like, you know, one of the things that we'll do um, is I'll, cause we have an Alexa. I'll say Alexa, set the time for 15 minutes. And it's like, okay, 15 minutes. I'm gonna go over here. You go over there. You do whatever you want to do. And I got my 15 minutes. So it's like, you know, you just take like a little break. And that for me does wonders because it's like you feel like you're with this person this little person like all day mm -hmm. it's like can I just yes. take a break I mean and even if that means just going sit on the toilet in the bathroom where like I can just, just shut the door in the door yes yeah yes. When it, so when, it's just when, like when you can't lock it and they come right. in there with you like huh so just like something mm -hmm. like that like just those you know those little things or you can put like a sheet mask on. Like, you know, it doesn't take that long, like 10 minutes to just put like a sheet mask on your face. Mm -hmm. Or, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So just I like little, my mask from Target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Trader Joe's. Like, I've been picking up these Trader Joe's masks. Oh, and you, and you, mm hmm. And, and I'll say, you know, one thing that my mother bought me, I would have to say, as the older that I get, 
and the older that she's getting, she like buys the best like practical gifts, things that me and my sister in particular would never buy for ourselves. And when you first get the gift, it's like for your birthday or for Mother's Day or something. You're like, oh, okay, thanks, Ma. It's this, you know, it's a pen or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or it was like some lotion. My mother has turned me on to a vino lotion. And like now that I've been using a vino lotion, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till my next birthday so Mama can get me another big (laughs) jar of it. But, But one birthday, or I can't remember which holiday it was, but she bought us some Aveeno uh, feet and hand mask. Mm, and you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, like in the wintertime here in the yep. Midwest, you know, we have these harsh winters. The line to get your toes done when it's cold and you got to go stick your foot in a boot, you know. So it's like, I used that. I finally, I probably had it for about six to eight months. And I finally saw one. I said, you know what? I'm getting ready to use this foot treatment. That was like the best thing ever. Well, it changes your life. <laughs> It changes your life. Like, I'm going to be buying these like all winter long, just so on Sunday, Sunday is going to be my day, you know, like have my coffee, wrap my feet up in there. I don't know if it was 15 minutes or what, but something so simple. And I know I had seen those at the store. They had targeted. What, $10? I don't even know how much they Uh -uh, were. Cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah, Target has some that's $3.99. That's really good. And then I think Aveeno might be five ninety nine. It's not. It's not that expensive. Oh, yeah, I but we a bunch right. of them doing mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. Yeah, but when you talk about you know doing inexpensive things for yourself, that's something right there. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. right at home, even when your kids are around, you know, you can say, okay, I'm about to put these on my feet while you, you know. Eat your snack or whatever after school, or watch your 15, 20 minutes of TV while I take care of me. Yep. See, I have a little boy, so when I put that mask on, because I had one of those masks, it had vitamin C serum <laughs> in it, and you had to activate the powder. Honey, you know, I had the little, you know, mask on my face. He was just like, what is going on? I think he asked me that probably <laughs> three times a week, because, like, he told me this week I had, you know, I knew I had the photo shoot to do. So I had the, you know, I have Marley twist, okay? And it's cake line hair. So for cake line hair to curl, you do have to put it under heat. But if you want it to have pattern, it has to go into, uh, you know, kind of like a rod, and then you dip it into the water. Man, I dipped that hair in that boiling water. He was just looking like... <laughs> like, what are you doing, mama? I could just imagine the stories he would tell, because I, I grew up in the era when my mom was in the jerry curl phase. So she had the jerry curl at one point, then she dyed her hair, and she had the, you know business in the front, party in the back, or however they used to call it, hairstyle going on. So now, when he go and talk to people, he probably be like, my mom dip her head in boiling water to get her hair to curl. Like, he just be looking, and I think he just be so puzzled on what I be doing, because like, he didn't know why he couldn't go to the photo shoot. I said, I couldn't say, oh, I went to a boudoir um, photo shoot. I just said, you know, mommy was posing in her um, underwear. He was Did like, tell oh. him that? <laughs> He was like, disgusting. Uh So now, wait a minute. Now, he sounds disgusting, right? He walking around the house with his boxers up, talking about something. Okay, you take a picture of me now. Go sit down. Like, I, I, that's what I'm dealing with, Alicia. I have the busy personality. Uh, He'll be seven. March 1st. Oh, six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. girl. He said, why I tell him that? I, you know, I want to keep it real with him because he be asking why he did because it's grown folk stuff. And then he just looks like he's like he, I have to answer to him. Well, listen, well, listen, well, be careful when you see him uh, with your phone taking pictures of himself in his underwear. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, so mama taking pictures of her underwear. Let me no, try this. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to get him to stop using a selfie lamp as his um, light for school. <laughs> He turns the lamp on, he positions it, and then he gets on live. I say, you know what? I'm going to need them to go back to school because that selfie lamp wasn't for him to use for live. Um, <laughs> That's virtual. too funny. So, Alicia, can you tell us what's coming up next for your podcast? Yes. Well, so I decided to start talking a little bit more about my life. So um, a couple mm. of the episodes will be just me. So just sharing 
everyday life and, you know, my dating experiences. Um, I also decided I just started watching and just like that. It took me a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) Sounds like me. I refuse to watch it. Well, everybody, you know what? And I'm, I'm, I was looking forward to it. Like I was telling everybody, I was like, oh, I want to watch. I can't wait. And then everybody started calling me and texting me. I was like, don't watch it. Do not watch it. You know, it came out. So it came out in December and, you know, that was the the month of Christmas and the second anniversary of the death of my husband. So everybody was like, I don't think it's a good time. Like, you don't want to watch it. And, you know, so I was like, okay. And then, um, yeah, yesterday I just decided and I want to just go over, like, do like a little recap of like each episode on the mm-hmm. podcast. So I would love, you know, to, to have other widows weigh in on it with me. Um because- well, Sherman definitely yes. is on this episode. <laughs> I love that show. I love it. Because I actually I started um like I did a post about it on the podcast Instagram just to let um you know I let, you know let episode. some widows talk about it. So like mm-hmm. I think a couple of people have made comments, so I I really want to just start getting into each episode. Like you know, the first episode obviously um, was yeah. that was an episode, and then the second one, you know, was the funeral, and you know, just I, I think I'm I saw up to three. Now I haven't seen the latest. Yeah, so I'm, I haven't watched three yet, so I'm getting ready to watch it, and I think okay. that but come on, ladies. Join I me. Mean, I'm like, I'm caught up. I'll be looking forward on Sunday. Well, well yeah, because I'm going to watch three tonight, but I feel like, I think what I'm looking forward to is because I feel like we have something in common. You know, I just want to follow Carrie and just like see yep. how her life mm-hmm. is and then, you know, see what the similarities are. And like, because yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, like, I've wanted to like slap Charlotte. Charlotte has always been annoying. I know. Yeah, I know. But, always she's been, been my favorite. but she's been like kind of cute and annoying. You're like, oh, that's just Charlotte. But this, yes, when it came to this, honey, if you don't take two seats, several seats before you end up outside that door and see, you know, and all it takes is Carrie to give her that look. But what you know I love, Carrie but what I, what I love about Charlotte, and I, I will say kudos to the writers, you know, mm-hmm. who are doing the writing. I love the things that she is experiencing with her her daughter. Because yeah. that is so relevant, you know, to what a lot of parents are dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> and even uh, Cynthia, I think this, oh, well, what's her real name? I'm calling her her real name. Cynthia. <laughs> Miranda. I, look, I feel like I know her. Yes, Miranda. Uh-uh. Yes, Miranda, <laughs> Miranda. That's the one. I think I stopped because I got a, somebody always spilling the tea before I get to see the episode. I just, I, I know she didn't. That's why you so, have to watch them so, as they're coming out because people are going to talk about them on, online. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. It was just hard to see it. And then, you know, Peloton got a bad <laughs> Yeah. how it happened. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't Peloton. That was just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I feel uh, like yeah, like heart disease. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, no. But I think what really happened was you know his little allegations really messed him up. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. So yes, for me, I mean, that took more. It did. Yeah, it took yeah, a whole lot of weight more than than him dying on a bite. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. He, but, got, but he, had, had, he had double time that time. But <laughs> yeah. and the other thing, and I actually read an article, I believe it was um, in the Huffington Post, a lady who had actually lost her husband. Do, no, no, no. She didn't lose her husband to a heart attack, but he had a heart attack. And one of the things that really drove me crazy about that whole scene with Carrie and when, you know, when she walked in with oh, yeah. him, was, the I, fact it's like, are you going to just do, you're not calling anybody. Like you live in this, I'm like, hello. But in her defense, because like, again, that reaction hurt, you know, people react in different ways. You'd be surprised. Only <laughs> because I know when my husband told me he couldn't breathe. I went to yell out, even though we were in triage and all the machines started, you know, beeping and going off. I'm looking at the lady, and when I say there was no sound that came out my mouth, I was mouthing it, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. Yeah. So yeah, and I get I that think because- that's what was happening with Carrie. Like she didn't know what to do, and then 
I don't think her character ever experienced a loss. This was probably Carrie's first real big yeah. loss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even with that, I just I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's that's just like because like when my husband passed, like we were having we we had a fire in our house, and I and I know about like when you and it's funny because I've had dreams. You know how you have dreams where you're trying to stop something from happening, and it's like you just can't move. Your feet literally just aren't moving. You can't run away yeah. from somebody who's chasing you. So I will never forget when I was trying to call 911 from my phone that night, I was hitting every number, but I was sitting up there like, oh my God, why can't I hit it? And, but mm-hmm. so I know, I know that panic, you know, mm-hmm. but it just seemed so much better. Even if they did have her, you know, in the shock and she's going to him, if she had just tried to make the phone call. You know, in the, in instead of like just going to him and cradling him, it was very like it was like a romantic type yeah, of a death yeah. type of thing, and I think that was more of their focus instead of providing like that real life. Okay, I got my cell phone because she walked in there, you know, with her purse and everything, so her cell phone was probably right there. She could have still held them and been caught trying to call somebody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the purpose of the story that the lady wrote, she just kind of turned it around and say how life-saving, you know, when you do get um, the medical attention for somebody having a heart attack, how those Mm -hmm. first few minutes are very important. And so that's kind of how she segued into telling people like about how how serious that is, you know, for getting that medical attention for somebody having a heart attack. You know, but other yeah. than that, I mean, I love the show. Those were first, the first two episodes were difficult to get through, but definitely, this is a this is a Sex in the City that I can truly identify with. Yeah, I love yeah, that the characters so are mature. They're you know they're growing through stuff. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I just give it a uh, try. Yeah, or oh, you know what? It's not to give it a try. I'm just gonna get through it because I think like come on, so you can so you can uh. Yeah, we got to go on the show. You got to get caught up. (laughs) I got to get on. You got to catch up. I see what I can do. (laughs) I mean, I'm only on episode... um, I'm starting episode three. Yeah, so y'all are neck and neck. Y'all neck and neck. I'm finished. I don't know what episode I'm on. If it's seven or five or six, but I'm calling it religious. Yes. After Thursday air, like Friday... I'm, that's my wind down time actually that's how when I came home from work on Friday that's how I relaxed after work I was like oh I'm about to watch my episode of and just like that yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. it's awesome well this has been so great yeah. and we look forward <laughs> we look so forward uh, to what you have coming next we will be listening and yes. we certainly hope that we can be amongst the widows that you have come on the show and talk about oh yeah y- y'all know y'all coming back <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes tell our listeners where we can follow you at so I am on social at. media um, the podcast page is the the fly with a podcast. My personal page is Dr. Alicia Reed, and uh, you can find the fly with a podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all of that. So yeah, <laughs> all of that. That's all that. of that. I got all the bases covered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining the conversation today. You're Until welcome. Next- You're welcome. This was Until fun. Next time, Lashawn. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.